All right. Well, hey, church, I'm excited to be with you for week three of our vision series. We've been taking time over the last few weeks to look afresh at who God is and look back at where we've been as a community and what we believe God is doing in our midst and where we believe he's leading us in this coming year. Our anchor text has been from Ephesians chapter 2, and I want to take you back to that today. Now, I want to ask you right now, as we're getting ready to open up God's Word, I want to encourage you to get out your Bible at home. I want to encourage you to get something to take notes with. Kids, go find your Bible. Mom and Dad, if you're there with friends, pull out your Bibles. We're going to go to God's Word, and I want to encourage you to take notes today. Uh, studies have shown that people who listen to talks like this, they remember a lot of information, but people who take notes actually remember the important things that were said. And I believe that God has something important to speak to us today as we go to His Word. And so I want to encourage you to take notes as we go along at the different things that the Lord highlights to you as we uh, journey together. So Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 14. And this text, if you'll remember, it reminds us of who God is and, and what He's doing in Jesus, how He's bringing peace and renewal, restoration to our world. And it says this, For He Himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. He's talking here, the Apostle Paul is talking here about Jesus is our peace. And that He is bringing people together, uh, diverse people together. He's bringing them together, breaking down walls. And it says He's setting aside in His flesh the law with its commands and regulations. And here's why He's doing all this. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity. So Jesus is at work bringing people together and building a new humanity, which the Bible calls the church. And through that new humanity, he's going to bring about restoration to our world. It says to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but you are fellow citizens with God's people. You are members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So what's being said here is that Jesus is at work in our world, making a new humanity out of the church. He's bringing people together, restoring them to God, restoring them to one another, and he's building a home. That's the metaphor that's used. It's a home for the presence of God, and it's a home for humanity. And we believe this is not just something that Jesus is doing in the global church around the world or in the historic church, if you look back through time, but this is something we believe He's doing here in our local church, that He's building us into a dwelling place for His Spirit and into a home for humanity. The way we say it around here is we're becoming a church of sons and daughters, people who are defined by the love that God has for them, defined by the gospel, members of God's household, to use the language of this text, sons and daughters, 
who encounter Jesus. That's that dwelling place for the Lord's spirit. We want to encounter the Lord because we believe that Jesus is the bread of life. He's the one who makes life worth living. He's the one that brings deep satisfaction to our souls. We want to practice his ways, which means we're going to orient our lives and seek to orient our lives around the teachings of Jesus because we know that when we do that, it leads us into the abundant life that God desires to give to us and for us to walk in. And we're going to be about building his kingdom here in our city, nation, and nations of the earth because we remember that Jesus has come for us, but he's also come to work through us. His heart is for the world to bring restoration, redemption, and renewal. So we're becoming a church of sons and daughters who encounter Jesus, practice his ways, and build his kingdom. And the metaphor that's used here is this house being built. And last year, we focused as a community on building that house because it's God at work, but he's called us to be at work with him. We focused on building the proverbial kitchen, right? The kitchen is the place of serving in a family. It's where we serve in the preparation of food and the cleaning up of food. It's where we train our kids to serve is in the kitchen. And this last year, we focused on practicing the way of Jesus, specifically becoming people who serve, moving from a cultural mindset of what's in it for me to a Jesus mindset of how can I serve? We built out that kitchen. We're going to use that kitchen this year, but we're going to focus as a church family on another aspect of the house, another part of the house that we believe over the coming year, this is where the Lord is calling us to build. And whereas last year was about practicing His ways and we want to continue that this year in being servants, we're going to focus as a community this year on building His kingdom. And specifically the room or the part of the house that we're going to seek to build is the front yard. And I shared that with you last week and I know it's a little bit of a, that's an odd illustration or an odd point to focus on the front yard. But remember, the front yard of a house communicates the heart of the house. If you drive through my neighborhood, you'll see all sorts of political signs, uh, right, left, in between, right? And those signs are out to communicate what's important to the people who live there. Other houses will have schools that they support, organizations they support. Uh, they'll have furniture in the front yard, like lawn chairs or swings. They'll have bikes. They have kids there, right? And that, that's a house. That's what they're about. And then there's some houses that look like the Scooby-Doo house where you just feel like, man, I don't know what goes on in that house, but you can tell that they're not really cognizant or maybe they are and don't care of the impression that they give to the community, their neighbors around them. And so the front yard of the house communicates the heart of the house. And we know that the heart of God is for people. But we also know that every day that we have friends, neighbors, co-workers, and family members who wake up and feel like life is against them. They might feel like the fates are against them, that society is against them, that even uh, maybe that God is against them, or at best is checked out and doesn't care and is irrelevant. And when they think about a church, either they think the church is against them or doesn't really matter to their life. But you and I know that God is for people. And we know that the church of Jesus Christ as described here and, and exhibited here in our local church that we are for people. But my question for all of us is, how are they going to know that God 
is for them if they don't know that you and I are for them. But if they experience us practically being for them, perhaps their perception of God might change and their perception of the church might change and they might see God in a fresh way and come to know him in a fresh way. And so we want to be a church that is for the city. That's what we're going to be about this year. And it's like building the front yard, building a front yard that communicates the heart of the house to the neighbors around them. And so we're focusing this year on that, on being a church for the city. And there are four ways that we are pursuing that together, that we're going to run after that together, that we're going to build that front yard. The first one is we're going to be for our city by building transformational environments for our city in these Sunday morning services, uh, for our neighbors and neighborhoods and our life groups, and for the next generation in Antioch Kids Ministry. The second way we're going to pursue being a church and a people for the city is we're going to develop leaders for our city. We're going to develop leaders for the home, the church, the workplace, and the campus. We want to develop leaders for our city on behalf of our city. Third uh, thing that we want to focus on is we want to be for our neighbors by being people who commit to blessing our block. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. The fourth dynamic or the fourth initiative that we want to pursue is we want to be a people that are for the city by meeting practical needs. Like the service project that we're doing this afternoon where we're going out into the community and we're meeting practical needs. We're going to be about transformational environments for our city. We're going to be about developing leaders for our city. We're going to be about blessing our neighbors for our city. And we're going to be about meeting practical needs for our city. So we're going to pursue those things together to build out the front yard. And I want to focus in on the third point in there, blessing our neighbors, being for our neighbors. And um, here's where my, my prop comes into play, where you see the, the charcoal and the barbecue sauce. I got a little chicken, got some hot dogs, turkey hot dogs, got a few steaks, some hamburgers back here. Right, I'm thinking barbecue. Because most of us, when we barbecue, right, you got your barbecue, your grill in the backyard. And if you uh, barbecue with gas, there's not much, you know, it, 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 you, you, no one really knows. But if you barbecue with charcoal, like I do, like I like to do, right, when we barbecue with charcoal, there's this pleasing aroma that spreads throughout the neighborhood. And when people smell the, the aroma of charcoal and the hamburgers grilling or the hot dogs grilling, right, your mouth starts to water. And you're like, oh, one of my neighbors is grilling tonight, right? It's just this pleasing aroma that spreads through the neighborhood. And we're not focused on putting our barbecue grill in the backyard. We're bringing our grill around this year to the front yard. Because we're not just going about this initiative for the city, for us that are a part of the house. We're going about this on behalf of others. So we're bringing the grill around front. And this idea of blessing our block and being for our neighbors is one of those things that's going to spread that pleasing aroma of God's love and grace into people's lives. So we're bringing the grill around front, we're building the barbecue, and I'm gonna go into kind of what goes into that today. 
When you barbecue and you put, you know, marinade or different things on, on, on the meat to make it have that taste, right? There, there are ingredients that go into that. And when we're talking about blessing our neighbors, I want to talk to you about a few ingredients that go into that. Now, you may or may not know this, but uh, we see all the way back at the beginning of Scripture that God's plan for reaching and restoring our world is through a strategy of blessing. In Genesis chapter 12, and that's where you want to turn in your Bibles, Genesis chapter 12, God steps into the chaos, the division, the pain, the animosity, the darkness of our world, and He initiates with one man named Abram. And in Genesis chapter 12, we read what God said to him. And God spoke to Abram and he said, Abram, go from your country, from your people, and from your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. Take note of that word, bless. And I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. So the idea was that God initiated with Abraham and God said, Abraham, I am going to bless you. But the blessings I put in your life, they're for you, but they're not to stop with you. That you in turn are to be a blessing for others, for those around you. God's strategy from the beginning was a strategy of blessing, of blessing people and then building those people into a blessing for the world around him, because God's heart is for the whole world. When we see Jesus uh, come, Jesus all the time is blessing people. His most famous sermon, right, he starts with what we call the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's all about pronouncing blessings on people. He's blessing children. He's blessing the poor. He is blessing people over and over and over again, and he gives his life on the cross to be to bring blessing to us. Ephesians tells us that we have been, when we're in Christ, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms through what Jesus has done. And in the same way, Jesus has called us not just to keep these blessings to ourselves, but to let them fuel us to be a blessing to the world around us because he's still in the business of reaching and restoring the world through his people through blessing them and making them a blessing to the world around us. And so back to the barbecue, right? When you're cooking, taking this idea of blessing, there's some ingredients that go into a barbecue and there's some ingredients that go into blessing. And I wanna give you five simple ingredients that I believe that if we will adopt these habits, if we will take these ingredients into our lives and live them out, five simple ingredients that these things will be used by the Holy Spirit to make us a blessing to those around us. And so I'm gonna give you a little acronym. The acronym, since we're talking about blessing, is, is BLESS, B-L-E-S-S, BLESS. And each of those letters stands for one of the ingredients that we're gonna pursue in order to bless our block this year. The first ingredient, B, is begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. Right, We want to be a people who pray not just for our own lives, but that we pray for our neighbors. And we take time to ask God. We thank Him for the blessings He's given to us. 
And we take time to ask him, how do you want me to be a blessing today? Who do you want me to bless today? Help me not just to be self-absorbed in my own world, but to see around me who are the people that you've put in my path that I might bless today. We begin with prayer. L stands for listening, right? We want to listen to people. There is a whole lot of talking going on in our world right now. And there is a whole lot of talking of people talking at people, sharing all kinds of thoughts and opinions. But as the followers of Jesus, as we want to bless our neighbors, we want to be a people that listen to people. So we begin with prayer. And then as we interact with people, as we go about our daily lives, we want to listen to people to understand them and to get to know them and to hear what's going on in their lives. We want to be a community that listens to people. Asking questions is a lost art form in our generation. We want to learn to ask the questions that help us to get to know people and get to know their stories. E, everyone's going to like this one. E is about eating. So we're going to begin with prayer. We're going to listen to our neighbors We're going to eat with our neighbors. So with that barbecue, we're going to eat together. That sounds fun to me is is that part of our ministry this year is about eating with people. We're going to be people that eat with people. If you read through the Gospel of Luke, which we went through as a church uh, in 2018 and 2019, Jesus all the time is going to eat with people. In fact, one commentary that I had, uh, the title of it was Jesus uh, eating his way through the Gospel of Luke, right? Because it's one dinner party after another, after another. Jesus built relationships and blessed people through eating with people. And so we want to take time to eat with people. And I know in this coronavirus time where we need to be socially distanced, this might look different, but I know that you are a creative person. I know the Holy Spirit gives us creative ideas, but we want to be a blessing by eating with people so we can figure out what that looks like in this season, but we can use the connections that are made around food to build those relationships so we can be a blessing. S, B-L-E-S. The S, this S is about serving. So serving that we worked on last year, right? The kitchen that we built out, we're gonna use this year in a focused way to serve the people around us. As we pray and we're asking God and we're listening to people and we're building relationships through eating, we're going to see opportunities to serve. It might be that we can pick something up for someone at Target, or it might be mowing someone's yard or helping them move or or helping them with a project. I don't know, but as we get to know people and build relationships, we're going to see opportunities to serve. And we know that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And as the followers of Jesus, we become a blessing to the world around us when we look for how we can serve others. Last S, super simple, B-L-E-S-S, last S is we're gonna share our faith. And here's what I wanna make sure you hear. It's not like we're gonna do the first four so that we can get to this last one and we can kind of get our sales pitch in about Jesus. That's not what we're going for. I, I think that's actually kind of manipulative if we were to pursue it that way. But as followers of Jesus, we know that Jesus is the greatest thing there is. He is the ultimate treasure. He's the bread of life. And so we would be remiss 
We would not be loving to the world around us if we did not share that message with the world around us. So as we're building relationships, as we're praying, as we're listening, as we're eating, and as we're serving, we want to share about Jesus with people. And we want to let them know that He is for them, that He gave us life, that they might be forgiven of their sin and come to know Him. So we want to begin with prayer. We want to listen to people. We want to eat with people. We want to serve people. And we want to share faith with our neighbors this year. B-L-E-S-S. And so part of this For the City initiative is we're going to focus on blessing our block. And that block for you may be your immediate neighborhood. It might be the school that you work in or go to. It might be your workplace or it might be some other way. There's a lot of room for creativity. But what we want to encourage and challenge everyone to do this year is to say, hey, I want to commit to being a blessing to my neighbors. I want to commit to blessing my block here in the city. And I want to do it through those five ways. The way that you implement those, the timing, all of that, that's up to you. Be creative. And we want to learn from one another as we do this, but we want to be a people who bless our neighbors. And this deal, the, bless, uh, the blessing our neighbors, is not something that we want to do just for this year, but my hope is that these ingredients become a part of who we are. They become habits that shape the culture of our church, that as a church, we might be a people who realize how much we've been blessed by Jesus, and we might live our lives to be a blessing to the world around us. We want to bless our block. Now, I know it's exciting to do this on our own. I've already been hearing testimonies of people who are living this out. I'm so excited uh, to be able to share those with you and for more testimonies to be able to be shared. But one cool thing about being a part of a church is we're not in this alone, but that we are brought together as a family. The sons and daughters deal. We're brought together with people. And so in this Bless Your Block initiative, we don't want to just do this on our own, but we want to encourage one another and spur one another on. And so we're asking you, if you want to take part in this, that you would sign up on our website to say, hey, this year I want to bless our block. And we're going to put together a little map that will show all the little areas where our church is committing this year to be a blessing. And I believe as we look at that map, we'll be inspired and as testimonies are shared, we'll be encouraged to live our lives as a blessing to the world around us. So I'm excited. So if you're in, if you're excited about that one, if you're like, man, this is what I want to do, I'm in. I want to encourage you to go to the website today and sign up to bless your block. And as we close our time today, I would be remiss not to tell you uh, that these four things of, of building transformational environments, of develop, building leaders, of blessing our neighbors and meeting practical needs, uh, we're, we're not going to be able to do these in our own strength and own power. I know that we are weary. This has been quite the year. I know that we are weak. I know many of you feel overwhelmed with all the challenges that we're facing. And I know that we need God's Spirit to come and empower us in a fresh way that we might live this year for the city. We might live this year on behalf of others, that we might be a blessing to the world around us. So this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 
we're doing a three-day church-wide fast where we're going to take time to fast and to pray and to seek the Lord and to ask Him to come and to fill us and to fill our church afresh with the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit that we might go in His strength for the city this year. You can find out more information about the fast on our website. And then next Sunday, we'll be meeting on our parking lot to take time to pray and worship to close out our time of fasting. That service will be at 10 a.m. So last time it was at 9, but the weather's cooled off, praise God. So we're going to do it at 10 a.m. next Sunday to wrap up our time of prayer and fasting. I love you, church. I'm excited to see what God does this year through us as we seek to live uh, for our city. And as we go into a time of worship, I want to encourage all of us to take these things before the Lord and to let the Holy Spirit minister to us today.